Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. This is not Christophe Mallet. Oh, I was just about, I was just about to pull you up there, Phil. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cheap, actually. I'm straight on the phone. I'm messaging him now, letting him know <laughs> he's copyrighted. That you realise? Yeah, that sounded more Montreal. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, cheap, cheap. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is Philip Gomes. Um, I'm the uh, managing editor of Cycling Central Online. It's been a long time since I've done one of these, but uh, Christophe is off gallivanting around France somewhere. He's been chasing the clay of Roland Garros, and then I assume he'll be at the Tour de France. Uh, with the Women's Football World Cup in between, Ah, uh, the Football World Cup yeah. in between. Yeah. And in between, in between, I'm, I'm, obviously I track him on his social media. He's, he's, he's into these 24-hour uh, automated pizza things on the side of the road. <laughs> that, that's the new craze. He think, he reckons we're going to open up a business in Melbourne, vending machine, 24-hour pizzas so what in has, France. What has happened to French cuisine? Oh, jeez. Yeah. This is very disappointing. Yeah, that, that's, that's another topic for another day. Uh, well, you're <laughs> listening to the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Central podcast, and I'm here with David McKenzie. Hello, hello. And Matthew Keenan. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you may be listening to us. And uh, as the boys were saying before we came on air, we had a rundown. Uh, before last night, but now we don't have a rundown, and probably there's a reason why. You tore the rundown up at around about 10 p.m., I'd imagine. Yeah, we didn't even have the race on yet, really. Uh, Chris Froome, when the news came filtering through, David McKenzie and I, we were preparing about an hour or so out. It was about an hour before we'd, for we'd stage been four. in the studio about half an hour, I guess. And the world stopped for a moment, and the internet went into meltdown. The speculation was coming through that he had crashed. Then the team confirmed that he did crash. Then the speculation started on what the level of injuries were. There was one uh, media outlet in Belgium, I think it was Newsblood, Het Newsblood, reporting that he'd broken his pelvis, others reporting that he'd broken his leg. And then we were getting messages sent to us, in case you haven't seen, Chris Froome's <laughs> crashed and he's broken his leg. You know. We just wanted to hold our breath and wait for confirmation to come from the team itself. Then on Chris Froome's own Twitter account, Michelle, his wife, had gotten on board and she'd written, we're yet to confirm what the extent of the injuries are, wanted to really stop the speculation, and she'd signed it off for MF. <laughs> what else does that stand for? You've <laughs> we, watched a little bit too much there. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> we won't go there. And then... It was confirmed later on that the injuries were pretty serious. Yes. Take uh, us through the injuries, David. Well, the, the ironic thing is all the people who were jumping the gun before we had official comment from his wife or the team, they're actually fairly on the money. Broken femur. Yep. Collarbone, ribs. Collarbone, ribs. And is there anything with the hip? I thought there was uh, I, some late mail said hip. Yeah. And I already read somewhere that the elbow as well, but that yep. could be just the arm. A an ambulance took him to a one location and then he was waiting to be airlifted. So that, that just shows the severity of the injuries and he was in intensive care, knocked himself out. I mean, this is, it's tragic. We know bike racing as it is in its form, right? It's one of the most dangerous sports that you can do, hurtling down a mountain with lycra on and just a helmet on top of your head, negotiating corners. You know, it's not a skinned course. Yes, it's skinned of traffic, but he's crashed before he even turned a pedal in anger. Yeah. He was in the warm-up in the recon, and that's 
I feel really sorry sorry for him for that reason because he knows the risks that are involved when you're in the peloton racing. Yeah, just confirming, it was a fractured right femur, a fractured elbow and fractured ribs. Oh. That's the official statement from the team. The femur's your biggest bone in your body, I think, isn't it? Well, at 34 years of age, one of the other examples that has broken his femur and returned to the sport is Robert Hessink. Mm. He has returned to the sport, but I'm of the view that he's not quite as good as he was before that break. And I think his riding would just would, 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 would support that. Would support that. And I think, uh, but there's another exception because Alejandro Valverde came back from a really was, bad, great, bad break a couple of years ago, and now he's say, world champion. So and, and older than Froome. And yeah. older than Froome. Yeah. But yeah. Valverde's he's, he's Alejandro Valverde. There's exceptions. He, he has yeah. Magic healing properties. There's been a few. I mean, there has been a few, hasn't there? Um, but look. We can, we can speculate and talk about it. The fact is now he is out of the Tour de France and suddenly it changes the build-up for a lot of those riders. And, Matt, you said it just before we came on air, who thought that they were maybe fighting for a podium, mm. who now suddenly think, I can maybe win this race. It, it opens up the race. We still have the defending champion going, Garant Thomas, but yeah. he doesn't have that same intimidation factor as a guy that's won it four times. Yeah. And Garant Thomas, as the outright th threat to win the race, isn't as strong as just Garant Thomas as opposed to Garant Thomas and Chris Froome. And he looks like he's more beatable than Chris Froome. Yeah. Egan Bernal comes into the mix a little bit more now for Ineos, and he'll get a more protected role. But... He's had a crash himself in training not that long ago, and his preparation was interrupted because he was meant to be riding the Giro. So all of a sudden, this indestructible force that is Ineos looks beatable. And as sad as it is for Chris Froome, and I'm personally really disappointed for him because Chris is a super nice guy mm. from our side of the fence, really easy to deal with. I had him as the man to beat, and he was on target to join that very selective five club with Uncatil, Merckx, you know, and Indurain as a five-time winner. I think that's over. To hmm. see him come back and win the tour next year at 35 well, for the fifth time. Yeah, there's a lot of and, water to go on the bridge, isn't there, before then, but it's it but just makes it harder. Yeah, and, and this time next year, Egan Bernal's going to be a year stronger. Mm. Right, so... And what you if know, Thomas does go on to win? Uh, yeah. Wins two in a row, then he becomes yep. a bit more protected yep. uh, in that role. It uh, The dynamic in Sky is is just uh, going to be interesting to watch. You yeah. know? So, and, and then I'll have Richard Carapaz. And then it may, yeah, but yeah, that's right. I've <laughs> got too uh, much let's, money. Let's, yeah, they've got too much money. So, I mean, <laughs> but this is the thing, though, right? No matter how much money you've got, Right, this opens the door of beatability. Yes. You know, we look at we look at Movie Star, for example, which is a team that I've always been been high on. We'll get we'll get to Richie in a minute, I guess. But Movie Star has again st stated that they're going to go into the tour with Valverde, uh, Quintana, and um, Landa. Landa and Mikel Landa, uh, trying to disprove the fact that you know stupidity is not doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result, uh, which is clearly what they're trying to do. But yeah, you know, well they, they're wrong. They're, they're, Valverde cannot win the tour. No, well, Lando, Lando won't. He's, he's not come on off the, the back, back of the, the Giro, Giro, so he'll no. be there as a support role, whether but, or not. Oh, they're hang just, on, but hang on, hang on. Here comes Phil. Right, they've, they've got all sorts of issues because you know we're hearing rumours that uh, Quintana's going to leave. We get, well, he's at uh, the end of his contract. That's right, and also Lando's out. Lando's leaving. Right, and then you've got an aging Valverde. So what do you mean, aging? Oh yeah, that's true. He's, he's not even forty yet. That's right. He's racing for another few years. No, he's he's announced his retirement. Yeah, he has. Yes. At the end of 2021. 
Really? <laughs> Seriously. All right. I thought he was going to retire at the same time as uh, Rafa Nadal, which is going to be like sometime in 2065. You know, uh, there's this kid right? in the Ukraine who's nine years of age, and they reckon he could challenge Nadal at the 2032 Roland Garros. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it, like this whole dynamic just changes a lot for a whole bunch of different teams. Right? Yeah, it and, does. And, and, it, and Ineos now, they've got to select another rider. We were talking about the last two or three spots on Ineos, and we are talking about the riders that will fill it so hard because they're all so good. And, you know, not necessarily uh, guys that'll be good in the mountains like Stannard, you know, who's been to the Tour before, super rider. Now they need another guy to fill the role, not necessarily of Chris Froome, and even if they couldn't, they, they'll never fill yep. that role. So That's they've right. got to get bring in a guy to support Garrett Thomas and Egan Bernal. Easy. Who? Jonathan Castroviejo. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple Spanish time trial champion. He's top five at the world championships in the time trial. Can climb somewhere up in the 15th or 20th in the overall classification himself. Don't don't worry about how they're going to fill that spot. Though. No, they'll <laughs> fill it. They'll fill it. But he's but not, no one replaces Chris Froome. He's, he's not half of no. Chris Froome. Who is? So that's that's my point. They are... Yeah, they're beatable. It changes to, it. Can I go back to where Phil was before with Movistar? They have to put all their eggs in one basket. Yep. They've taken... Nato Quintana previously to the tour and he's disappointed. But he has finished second there. He's won the Giro and he's won the Vuelta. He's looking as good at this year's Criterium Dauphiné as we've seen him at this time of year ever. Mm. Take the risk. Go with him. He's 29. Put all the eggs in that basket. So, so what is it, do you think? Do you think management there are too scared to tell Valverde, listen, you've got to play You've got to play the super domestic. He'll play that. He'll, he'll play, play that. He'll role play now. that role. Yeah, he will now. But he he's still. Now. But he's still. Yeah. He's obviously he's a racer. He's a racer, Valverde. He's he didn't still want to play that race. role. He didn't want to play that role two or three years ago. He'll yeah. play that role now. So do do we? You know, looking at these lineups, looking at the different lineups that are come that, that that are for different teams in terms of team leaders. Do we agree that movie star is the next most likely? Now that there seems to be a little bit of no. a, the door is ajar for, no. for oh, to to potentially win the race. Yeah. No, no, right. not no, necessarily. Okay, I don't. Sunweb. Dumoulin. Well, okay. you know who I like. All right. Come on. Yumbo Visma. How good's their lineup? Stefan Kruzvark. He's, he's, not, he's having. No, he's, uh, he, he looked good. He looked good overnight. He's riding well at the Dolphinate. They've got he, such a strong team. He lost his grand tour. His chance to win one. On a left hand turn. Oh, on a gee, descent. I hope not. In the Dio d'Italia. I hope not. In 2016. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, Sadly. They, I, they, they need some convincing. Uh, for me, Jeez, right? You're a tough I'm, audience. Yeah, here too. yeah. No, look, it's it's, you know, they they do have a great team, right, on paper. But mm. I'm still looking for that definitive win, result. Yeah, and, they'll win stages. Hmm. Cruzvite can finish top five. It's a long way from fifth to third, and it's further from third to first. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, I still give them a chance. You know where Jumbo Visma is going to have an impact? How? How excited will Dylan Grunewagen be yeah. about going to the tour with Tony Martin sitting on the front with about five kilometres to go, then Walt Van Aert being the second last guy to do the lead out? Oh, mm. my. But that's a problem for them because there, there is going to be that divided kind of thing. So I think that's It's effect, not a that problem is... because they don't believe Kruzvite can win overall. Right. If now, they thought he could win overall, it would be a problem. Well, they know he can't. That's why they're building half the team really strongly, rightly so, around Dylan Grunewagen. Well, they have to. And Grunewagen's he's proven himself. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, and it, yeah, he'll be there. You know his theory on sprinting, on racing? Go fast. No. <laughs> Push down harder on the pedals? <laughs> no, even better than that. Bouquets or bandages? 
Okay, uh, so bandages. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I like yeah, it. but you know, we're not crash. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. Crash. Well, it's, you have to. They all all sprinters have that. It's that it's great when you're loving. young. Yeah, young sprinters. Yeah. So then you get. It's not even it's, crashing at twenty four is not cool either. <laughs> no, no, I'd never. Just, you, you seem to recover a bit better than at thirty five or forty. Yeah, still yeah. not cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, then there's as you said, Tom Dumoulin. I mean, does that change the equation for them at all? Yes. Like, Totally changes totally. the equation for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because he and Garrett Thomas, they'll be pretty even when it comes to that final time trial of 27 kilometres or so. But Dumoulin now, I think he'll be more optimistic and he will have gotten a lot out of yesterday's individual time trial. He will have gotten a fair bit out of being in the breakaway on stage two. He knows he's on the right path after that crashing out of the Giro d'Italia. He was nervous about finding where his legs were after the time off, then the training camp and now racing. He'll be confident. He'll be, he'll be, it's the kind of guy that believes he can win and he's not easily intimidated. And, uh, of course, the elephant in the room. Richie Port. Hmm. He's in a good place. I think he's in a great place. Do you place. think he's been sandbagging this whole time? No. This no, year? no. He's... he's, he's He's just had a, a tough year. God, when is he hasn't haven't had a tough year? But he's, <laughs> he's had you know illness that has really sort of hampered him since January, end of January. He started off good at the very very beginning, and then the rest of the season. And when when you're that good, you catch a cold. It doesn't even have to be a flu. You catch a cold. It can just set you back if you don't get on top of it immediately, and your body doesn't react in the immune system. It can set you back, and it has. It can almost he, escalate to man flu. Well, it just it does. <laughs> He's come out the other side. He seems like he has. He lost a minute twenty, I think, overnight in the in the TT. Importantly, it, it was only about fifty-four. Yeah, thirty-four seconds. I think it's fifty-four seconds. To Dumoulin, was it? Oh no, thirty. Yeah, thirty-four yeah, 30 30 to Dumoulin, but fifty-four yeah. fifty-four off the GC lead. Yeah, yeah. and the other the yeah. other important point is okay. The tour is three weeks off. So the beginning of the Tour de France is three weeks away. The Champs-Élysées is six weeks away. Yeah. So you don't – yes, you want to go into the beginning of the race in fantastic yeah. form, but for someone like Richie and like Dumoulin and some of these other riders who are coming back, they can take some good thoughts into their head that they've got six weeks here of form mm. hopefully improving rather than going in peaking yeah. and then potentially dropping off in the last four or five days and hanging on. With Froome in the race – I didn't think Richie could win. Yeah. I thought he could finish third. With Froome not in the race, if everything goes right for Richie, he could. Oh, he's a chance. He's a chance. He is one of the guys that will shape mm. the final yellow jersey mm. in Paris. He's got to have a lot of things go right. Gee, he's going to be lonely, though, in the mountains. He's not going to have many teammates mm. with him. Yeah, that's true. He's I'm okay with that. Re- I've always been okay you with that. You know why you're okay with yeah. it? Because you're not the one out there doing it. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. I'm totally. When I'll be sitting on the couch or, or in our chair in the, in the truck at, on the finish line, I'm okay with that. Just don't lose the wheel, though, Richie. And now, this this is also a unique opportunity for uh, one particular gentleman to make a lot of mischief in uh, in the mountain stages as well. What nationality is he? Uh, Sicilian. Yes. Mm. I had I had the shark of Messina, Vincenzo Nibali, <laughs> down as the man for the king of the mountains jersey. Yeah, on the back of a, another brilliant performance at the Giro, hmm. I thought he's going to go to the tour, figuring he can't win the race overall. So he wants a spot on the podium in Paris. He'll target the polka dots. I reckon that might be on the back. I, I, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll it, have a go. Yeah. I, I mean, it just it does, again, it gives so many possibilities, doesn't it? I mean, it, it's, uh, we, he, know, we know doing the Giro tour 
kind of double is is diabolical. Yes. Right. But if anybody can make a lot of mischief, it's that guy. Yeah. yeah. Might not win mm. it. No. But it'll have an impact on who does. Yeah. And then what about the two the two French guys, Bardet and Bardet Pinot? Bardet can't win. Thibaut Pinot can. Pinot can. Yeah. Why Why do you say that? I think he's in, well. I, I, I like to first. I think Go. he's in the best form that he's been in. And Pinot. Who, hang yeah. On. In his, no. For his whole career, who, almost. You, who do you want to address first, Bardet or Pinot? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you know, the the French focus traditionally has been on Bardet because he is is a he is a guy who's finished on the podium before. Yeah. Whereas Pinot always has that day. Yeah. Where he rules himself out effectively over three weeks. We can see Pinot performing over a, a six-day tour, et cetera, and he does phenomenally well in, in specific stages, et cetera, et cetera, but he still hasn't really put an entire three weeks together as far as i That's I'm, a good point. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I, I think he's due to, though, and I think he's ready right. for it. Thibaut Pinot. Yeah, I think he's made He's finished third at the tour. He's finished fourth at the Giro. But what I will give you with him... Yeah, yeah but, but he it, didn't it doesn't, win. It doesn't, it, but here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing, right? There, there, are guys, there, are guys that, there are guys that do that, Yeah. right? There's some guys that have that those kinds of results, but their performance throughout the arc of, of a three-week tour feels cohesive. The thing about Pinot, whenever I watch him race, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like there's a there's Just, a plan. If on. you know what I if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what? Right? Because there is no plan. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, an, what, that's why he's exciting. He's an yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why he can win. Yeah. Because yeah. he can do something that we can't forecast. He he's not a power meter kind of guy. Mm. He's an artist, and I think he's slightly better. Not I think he is slightly better than Bardet in the individual time trial, and I think that he'll take bigger risks. And he could, yeah, he, uh, he, you know, he can finish first or thirtieth. Yeah, hmm. that's right, that's right. But I'm will, excited about him. Yeah, Bardet will ride the way he rides, and he'll finish podium. He is or, more reliable. Or eighth, yeah, or ninth. Whereas, whereas Pino, you're right. Yeah. Could win it, but could finish 30th. Yeah, yeah. if you were making a conservative bet and you're actually you know, putting your house mm. on the line, mm. Bardet's the guy you want your, mm. your money with. Yeah, because so that's he's you reliable. and I'll bet on Pinot. <laughs> you're calling me conservative. Where do you sit, Phil? Uh, <laughs> look, yeah, look, I've... I've what's, long, what's wrong with putting your money in a long-term deposit? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's boring. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I mean, he's undeniably exciting and interesting, but uh, I just... He's not a guy I put my money on. Where's Bardet? I think no, he's... No, I'm not putting my money on. Right, okay, yeah, you're putting Mac's money, money on it, yeah. Um, where's Bardet? You know, he's going to ride a more calculated race, and, you know, they're going to make an effort to, to He to, and Nibbley to could attack on a descent. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the kind of thing... That's what I'm thinking. And that's where Richie could get rattled. Yeah, as long as it gets past stage nine. Stage oh, yeah, nine. That's it, isn't it? Stage oh, nine. Gee. That's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe lighter. Stage nine should be a dress no. day. <laughs> just a flat, a flat sprint. No, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Let's just get him through it. Get him through the first two weeks. Yeah. Get him to the second rest day. Well, and all I'd, of this. I'd be um, confident then. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on. on to that. Stage, that. stage nine. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. It's 170 kilometres. It's to Briod, the hometown of Roman Bardet, medium mountain stage. Bardet will attack on stage nine. There yeah, there we go. Somebody could be in the hurt box. Um, I'm not saying who. Uh, now, of course, all of this has come about because we, we were in the middle of the Dauphine, the criterium de Dauphine. Um, and it's, this is what's happened with Chris, but this race is still on. And now we've got Adam Yates, who is going to be racing the Tour de France. Mitchell and Scott has ambitions. They've they've been there in Grand Tours before, but this is the big one, and this is obviously the one that they want the most. Mm. And Yates is in this position now um, after having a, a pretty solid TT. 
Good um, TT. Is he going to hold it to the end? So we might as well reference the Dauphin because it is happening. So Yeah, yeah. well, that is the key reference point. You look mm. at the past yep. winners of the Dauphin or podium finishes and their results of the Tour de France. It's the key indicator as to what happens in the Tour. Yates is, well, he's been fourth in the past. He's won the white jersey. Um, his twin brothers, you know, won, won the Vuelta. There's not a lot that separates those two. Mm. Uh, he goes in with less pressure than he did last year. He disappointed last year significantly. I think he'll be really good. I don't feel like he can win. The Tour. The Tour, tour de France, yeah. I yep. don't feel like he can win. Happy to be wrong. Mm. It'd be nice for Australian cycling to see Mitchelton Scott win and for Jerry Ryan and all the money that he's put into the sport in this country. I hope they have a good Tour because they've had a pretty average season. Their yep. women have been good. Mm. Yep. Their men haven't. No. But, but he sits He, he sits in that, that group, doesn't he? A bunch of half a dozen riders. We go, oh, probably won't win. But now that Froome's out, it enhances their chances mm. of winning. And he, he's a chance. He's definitely a chance. And I think he'll win the Dauphiné. Yeah, I think, I think, think he can he'll hold win it. the Dauphiné. I think he'll hold it. Mm. We'll find out very soon. He'll fight. Yeah. He, mm. what, he what you can't criticise the Yates brothers for is strength of character. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough. Yeah. They're pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. Just as long as they don't get Vincenzo Nimbley upset. About anything. No, that'd be good. I mean, well, I... <laughs> it makes our job easy, Phil. <laughs> Look, I still think, and it's it's too late this year because his brother rode the Giro, so he'll be a hmm. bit tired, but I think one of them needs to not ride the Giro. One of them focuses on the tour, and then on the rest day, just do the old switcheroo. Ah, you know, yes. Maybe, maybe it's like the super sub, <laughs> the super sub on the second rest day. Yes, how good would that be? Well, we have we have they wouldn't know. we have doping. We they have seriously doping. would not know. Yes, they we would. have doping. We have mechanical <laughs> doping. What, what are we calling that one? Stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, right? I like come it. I, I like it. Good. Come on, Jerry, yeah. get him to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know you want to. No. Um, <laughs> okay, what next? Huh? Okay. Sorry, Maka. No, I was going to. I was going to digress. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to digress to the women's racing when you mentioned <laughs> mm. the Mitchelton women's team having a good season because we've got Ovo Energy Women's Tour on, and ironically, you know, one of the biggest names in the sport, Chris Froome, crashes out. Mariana Voss, she won the stage before, yeah, crashed out the next day. Like it's been a crazy sort of few days of racing in mm. both the men and the women. And incidentally, the Mitchell and Scott girls are going well now. I think Sarah Roy right. was second or third on that, yep. Just that third. stage. Yeah. yeah. And there was a great post after the first stage by Jessica Allen, splattered in mud, drenched That's to the right. bone, huge smile on her face. Her attitude is outstanding. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the Giro Rosa and the Mitchelton Scott team. They're fired up for it. And, you know, they can win it again. Amanda Spratt is super motivated. Annemiek van Vluten, you know, try and beat her over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and that's the most significant race of the season for them. Yes. But the other thing with with the, that Ovo Energy Tour, I saw a picture on the first stage, I think it was, or the team press, the crowds. It's great, the isn't it? massive crowds. Yep. Yeah. It's just so good. And I think whoever this... posted it said... Tell, to, tell me women's racing. People don't want to watch women's racing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And that's where I want to pick his brain for a moment on this. Phil, I listened to one of your favourite podcasts recently from the Racket, Racket magazine with Renee Stubbs. They yep. did a great interview with Billie Jean King. Hmm. And she spoke about that period where they revolutionised women's tennis. Yep. And what they did at that time, at the moment we hear a lot of the Serena Williams, Nadal, Federer, the more established, the great stars, they talk about just wanting to win the majors. And Billie Jean King thinks that that's a 
distraction and that's disrespectful to a lot of the other events. And she said that when they were creating the WTA, whatever event they were playing that day, that was the most important event in the world. So from a whim and it was supporting that event, the event that has been put on for them. The women at the moment they're missing out a lot in terms of the amount of TV broadcast they're getting and so on, but that presents another opportunity for them. One of the things that we hear a lot is why isn't there a women's Tour de France? If I listen to that interview from Billie Jean King, the message that I got from that is for the women, stop talking about what if there's a women's Tour de France. There's not one at the moment. Talk about the fact that the Giro Rosa is on yes. and that's the biggest race in the calendar. Yeah. Don't talk about what yep. they haven't got. Build what they have got. And, and I'd love for someone like Billie Jean King to sit down with some people within women's cycling and steer them in the right direction uh, because the racing is fantastic to watch and I mm. want to see more of it. I have what do you think? Many, many feelings about this. Right? <laughs> and I profoundly disagree with the women in professional cycling who continually argue to have what the men have. And I look at that and I think, well, the men's model is not working particularly well. So why would you want that? Uh, I, I think I tend to agree right? with you. So, you know, and I look at the Giro Rosa and I wish that it was in a pair of hands that could do something with it. That's, it's a brilliant event. It's a brilliant event. And I think that the women's tour and the UCI would be better placed to just put all of their resources into making that the greatest women's cycling race each year. Yeah, instead of worrying about trying to Instead create... of worrying about the tour and the politics and everything else, ASO, ASO is an elephant, and yeah. they're going to do whatever they do. Um, um, you know, you can't avoid them, yeah. sure, but yeah. you, you know, ultimately you can kind of ignore them a little mm. bit, especially since they've shown that they don't really have much of an interest in women's, women's professional cycling. So it um, sounds like you've got more faith in women's cycling than some of the people running women's cycling have. Yes, and I, I, you think I've never... think the better than what they're selling? Them? Every time we watch, every time they're asked to perform and they're given a stage... Mm. And we see that, especially in opposite, when, when the men are running at the same time, we invariably come away saying, geez, the women's race was that much better. Why was the women's race better? Mm. There are a couple of reasons, right? One, the racing's shorter. Boom, boom. Yeah. I'm a big, uh, big fan of shorter racing. So am I. Right? And just, they, it just seems to be better balanced, less controlled, whereas the men's races tend to be super locked down. There's um, a predictable pattern. A predictable pattern is very much a set piece kind of thing going on, whereas the women seem to be a little bit more uh, wide open and a little bit more open to taking chances. Maybe that's a that's an effect of the position that they're in at the moment, where they the the, the stakes mm. maybe aren't as high, even though that's a dodgy kind of an argument. Maybe, but uh, look, I really wish they would get away from that argument about wanting to have a women's Tour de France and let ASO be ASO and just focus somewhere and else. Create something that's and create even something better for that's them. better for them. That they have ownership of. And yeah. They, uh, that's exactly it. And this is what Billie Jean did along with Rosie Casals and a whole bunch of other yeah. uh, women of that generation who revolutionized women's tennis and made women's tennis what it is today. They need to take lessons from that. You can only do better if you have your own destiny in your own hands. Well, yeah. that's your strongest point of all of what you just said. He's pretty good, by the way. This is, yeah. You can bonjour, bonjour any time of the day. From yeah, Montreal. You know, but yeah. the, the best part of what you said is men's cycling isn't particularly working that well. So mm. why why try and copy yeah. that? And yeah. I couldn't agree and more. And the other downside is when there's the Tour de France and you want a women's race or there's the Tour of Flanders or the Amstel Gold race. One of the things that we invariably do and the race organisers do this is we say the Tour of, Tour of Flanders and the women's Tour of Flanders. Amstel Gold race and the women's Amstel, Amstel mm. Gold race. And that undersells it. 
Whereas when you, know, you and I are both big fans of tennis, we talk about the Australian Open. Huh. We talk about the Australian Open. Who's going to win? Oh, I reckon Djokovic will win and I think Simona Halep will be hard to beat. We don't say the Australian Open and the Women's Australian <laughs> Open. Right. So at the moment... It's a psyche. It's yeah, a psyche. needs to change. And yep. it doesn't create a ground of equality. Mm. Whereas we talk about the Giro Rosa, we're not talking about the women's tour of Italy. We're talking about the Giro Rosa yeah. and we're talking about who's going to win it. And we're not sort of saying it's the, there's the men's race and there's the women's race. It stands on its own. It's yep. a stronger product and yep. it's a brilliant race. And I, you know, the only thing I don't like about it is I don't get to commentate on it. And I don't yeah. get to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like right. to see a lot more well, of it. Well, it crosses over. Uh, does cross over on the Tour de France, doesn't at, it? At uh, the, start. the first yeah. week. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, we sort of, we're oblivious to it, unfortunately, well, because we've got our heads buried in, in the Tour. And, that, and that's been a whole other issue because mm. I'd love to be able to cover that race, but it needs, some own, it needs its own oxygen. Mm. And they really need to change the date and move it away from any kind of juxtaposition with the Tour de France. Yeah, it can clash um, with the Dauphiné and Swiss, but not the Tour. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, I don't see, in, you know, I don't see any issue with them running alongside the Dauphiné and running for two weeks and along yeah. with that in the Tour de Suisse. And it gives us gives us a lot to focus on. So, yeah. you know, look, I, I don't want to mansplain this because, unfortunately, the three of us are all blokes and we're yeah. sitting here <laughs> telling women, we're telling women wish, you're wrong. Can you do it? No, no, no. Can you I do wish it? Should, yeah. should be listening to us. I wish Sorry, I ladies. Someone, I wish I had someone like Gracie Elvin here to have that conversation. Yeah, but then yeah. Maybe that's one that we put on the agenda to, to talk to somebody like Gracie, yeah. that, you know, when she's back in the country. Well, yeah. it's and happy to be shot down. Oh, by Gracie yeah. or whoever to say no, you're wrong because For sure. and and fair enough. Mm. But yeah. but we want we it's want a good discussion. We're having we want we want it to work. Yeah. We want, want it to work. There's a reason we want it to work. We want it to work because it yeah. gives us more to talk about. Yeah. Um, there's more racing as yeah. a result. It's not just the same old dudes showing up at the same old races every year. We have an entire different cohort, a different style of racing. Yeah. Um, a whole oh, new personalities to get to know. Too. Come on, it's a bigger mm. market. It's a bigger mm. market. It's more fun for everyone. And of course, we want the sport to be equitable because that's one of the one of the good things about say tennis is that there is a large degree of equitability within it, that sport. And yes. growing up in my house, the biggest rivalry was Martina. Versus Chris Heffert. Yeah, that was bigger than McEnroe versus Borg oh. or Lendl, and that was in the eighties. Yeah, that was a sport that's a long way ahead of yes. where we are. And one of my favourite rivalries of the last fifteen years in cycling has been Mears versus Pendleton. Mm-hmm. That's been the yeah. best thing to happen yeah. to track cycling for yeah. a long time. Mears versus <clears throat> Pendleton. Yeah, brilliant racing. Yeah, drama. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, you know, we know it can be done. It's been done elsewhere. It's been done in other sports. And then I look at other minor sports like mountain biking and triathlon, which have always been male, female, mix. Triathlon's you know, per- triathlon's and, equal. You know, they've been, they've, but they, they did that right from the very start. It yeah, was always it the same. History. It didn't have a history. Mountain biking didn't have that history either. So they came in clean and they were able to create that environment. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's better for the sport. Come on, ASO. <laughs> Pull your finger out. All right. I know you oh, pay the bills. Your going well. What yeah, happens yeah, yeah. next, Phil? Oh, no. That's it. We're done. We've been here for 30 minutes. It's time. How fast did that go? Quick. Right? It was good. So, thanks, fellas. No so worries. We haven't resolved right? anything, nope. but we've opened up the oh, discussion. Oh, gee, we've opened a can, right? haven't we? Tell, yeah. us, tell us what you think, right? Shout at us on Twitter, because I know you will, because you do anyway. Um, and uh, we'll be back. I don't know when we're going to be back. Am I going to do another uh, one of these? Or next one is going to be sure. from France? Next one could be from France. Yeah. Stand by. I think Christophe and I... Christophe. Hinted, we, might do a, we might do a crazy travel day one to yeah. kick things off. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe not, but it'll be fun to listen to, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it from us today at the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Um, see you at the Tour de France. Wow. It's here already. See you soon. Bye-bye.
Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today.